Should we be grateful for this third lockdown? As we enter our third national lockdown for the next six weeks, many people will be worried, especially those of us who have businesses that we depend on, and that worry will be compounded by the hourly news of media coverage that will focus primarily on the negatives of the lockdown and this current pandemic. And, as I spoke about on my podcast, Happy New Equanimity Year, worry causes our thinking and creative brain to be hijacked by our amygdala, which is our brain's threat radar, to search for more threats to our safety by triggering our primitive fight, flight and freeze response, which serves to self-justify our wandering and worrying mind. This can lead us into a downward spiral of fear, anxiety, depression, resentment and frustration, as well as reducing our ability to show empathy towards others and even increasing our aggression towards them. This is not good for us personally, from a physical and mental health perspective. Professionally, I mean, who would want to do business with someone who has no empathy for and even resents others? And it lowers our self-esteem, makes us less resilient and more vulnerable. So what can we do? Well, before we get into that, let me read you a message which I've recently received from someone who's working in Afghanistan. This is what they sent me. Hi Mark, I listened to your podcast the other day called Happy New Equanimity Year and you couldn't be more on point so I wanted to share the following with you. At the moment I'm living and working in Afghanistan and it is an absolutely amazing experience. These people live in poverty, often scraping for the next meal but are 100% giving. They would give you the food out of their mouths. The family networks they maintain are amazing and each member of the family has an obligation to help and support others. This extends beyond just immediate family, but to second, third, fourth cousins and beyond that. They all pray together when someone loses a family member or when someone gets ill. They bend over backwards to make me happy and risk their lives just coming to work every day. But they need the money and in their mind the benefits outweigh the risks because they have families to support. However, what doesn't go away is the constant threat. They can be bought, paid off and threatened by the Taliban. These people live in fear but manage to exist every day. Every day, just stepping out the door is a risk. Roadside bombs, magnetic devices and assassinations persist in the city and countrywide. They risk just being on the street near any Afghan police or military who are being ruthlessly targeted by insurgents. Those officers who every day put on a uniform is to become one big target. The other day, an unarmed officer who must have been in the region of 55 years old was ruthlessly gunned down by the Taliban for no reason other than his uniform. As he begged for his life, they just laughed and then even continued shooting at his lifeless body. Last night, a body of a man was thrown from a car into the street. No known reason, just killed and dumped. Every day, targeted assassinations of teachers, reporters, activists and key officials take place, yet there is nothing on the news in the UK but Covid and how bad life is because of the restrictions. I know that back in the UK we have had lockdowns and restrictions, but the UK has no idea what it is really like to live with restrictions such as the ones the Afghan people experience every day and have done so for many years. I find myself embarrassed every time I watch the news and see people selfishly clearing the shelves with no thought for others, complaining because they can't go to the pub or the gym. But they can still step out of their front door in relative safety. They can choose to go to a safe outside spaces and walk or exercise. They can buy what they need or even obtain it from a food bank and the many charities set up to support them. Fresh air is abundant, unlike here in this smoke fog city. Children whose lives are at risk in these freezing conditions and from lack of food still play in the street with smiles on their faces. They are dirty, cold and hungry, but are still children and more importantly, being children. Many don't go to school or have the option to go to school. School for them is a privilege, especially the girls. So life isn't so bad for the UK when you compare it to life here in Afghanistan. 
When I come back home, I will cherish every moment of the fresh air, the freedom to go outside and not risk being caught in an explosion or similar. Eat heartily because there is plenty of food available and I certainly will not moan about the cold. Well, as you've just heard, this person is grateful for what the UK has to offer. Even during this current pandemic, when compared with life in other countries where there is no national health service, no furlough and very little opportunity for the average man or woman and where life is so easily taken. Now, I'm not making light of the current situation. I know some people who have died as a result of the virus and I have friends who have nearly died from it. But the very fact that we live in the UK with all of the benefits that gives us is something we should be grateful for. And there are many benefits of gratitude as the following points show, which were reported in Forbes magazine. For example, gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Not only does saying thank you constitute good manners, but showing appreciation can help you win new friends. A study undertaken in 2014 found that thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship. So whether you thank a stranger for holding the door or you send a quick thank you note to that co-worker who helped you with a project, acknowledging other people's contributions can lead to new opportunities. Gratitude also improves physical health. People who are grateful experience fewer aches and pains and they report feeling healthier than other people who are not so grateful. Gratitude also improves psychological health. Gratitude reduces a multitude of toxic emotions, ranging from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. Robert Amon's research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression. In addition, gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner, even when others behave less kind, according to a 2012 study by the University of Kentucky. Study participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others, even when given negative feedback. They experienced more sensitivity and empathy towards other people and a decreased desire to seek revenge. And that's something we can all learn from and benefit from for those of us who teach conflict management, physical restraint, and any other confrontational or de-escalational skill. Grateful people sleep better. Writing in a gratitude journal improves sleep, according to a 2011 study published in Applied Psychology, entitled Health and Wellbeing. Gratitude improves self-esteem. A 2014 study published in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that gratitude increased an athlete's self-esteem, which is an essential component to optimal performance. Other studies have shown that gratitude reduces social comparisons. So rather than becoming resentful towards people who have more money or better jobs, which is a major factor in reduced self-esteem, grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. Gratitude also increases mental strength. For years, Reachers has shown gratitude not only reduces stress, but it may also play a major role in overcoming trauma. A 2006 study published in Behavior Research and Therapy found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. And a 2003 study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following the terrorist attacks on September the 11th. So sometimes recognizing all you have to be thankful for, even during the worst times of your life, fosters resilience. So developing an attitude of gratitude is one of the simplest ways to improve your satisfaction with life. Now I call this podcast, Should We Be Grateful For This Third Lockdown? And of course, many of you may think, what is there to be grateful for? Well, maybe just the ability to have the choice is a starting point. Have a great day, stay safe, Speak to you soon and I'll be interested in your comments, so please leave a comment below. Take care.